On this episode, I talk high-end wine, bucket lists, and self-confidence. You ask questions, and I answer them. This is the Ask Gary V Show. It's Gary Vay Nerdchuck, and this is episode 49 of the Ask Gary V Show. So, before we get into the show, let's talk a little bit about yesterday's miserable weather, uh, at least for the first quarter. Uh, D Rock Stefan's first NFL game. Uh, Stefan is now 0 1 as a Jet fan. That pisses me off. Uh, AJ felt it was perfect, you know. They, uh, they, they made it interesting and then they lost at the end to maintain our draft pick. I usually stay in that realm but I hate the visiting fans in my own stadium, the Dolphin fans feeling good about themselves. Um, and so, this show was all right. Uh, what else? Uh, wine bug is in full effect. Um, super excited for 2015. Uh, I feel like our team is starting to hum. I think you're gonna be seeing dramatically uh, a higher level of content output on GaryVaynerchuk.com and other places like Medium and LinkedIn and WineLibrary.com. So, feeling good. Let's get into 49. To, episode 50 is coming up, huh? Five. I'm not taping tomorrow, right? I was originally. What's that? I'm done for the week, right? I was originally on, but then I'm doing something. So, no 50 tomorrow. Let's go to the questions. Ziel asks, what came first at VaynerMedia? Clients or employees? And did you ever do stuff without employees? So let's get into this question. First, I actually don't know how to pronounce this. Let's, let's go to India, who I thought helped us with that. D-Rock. Uh, uh, Yell, Yelle, I don't know. Got it, all right. So, Steve, <laughs> what, what's your shot here? Yella? You know, it's very pretty. It's gorgeous. Yeah, don't worry, you're not hurting feelings, India. <laughs> India's gonna be very sensitive on this show. All right, uh, you know, we started VaynerMedia, two things happened in parallel. We got out, I got ahead of it. AJ was graduating college, we were gonna start the company in May. In March or April, I got ahead of it and got us a big project with a big client. So I guess, I guess customer came first. I kind of used, I did something clever. I made that person pay the entire project up front and then used those dollars to pay the first three to four employees who were all of AJ's homies, many who are all still here, hence the foundation. Uh, so I guess client, right? I got an upfront campaign that I used those dollars and then the official first day, we had those five or six employees. Um, so, but we never did anything without them. Though actually me and AJ did a, a, some of the early stuff for that project uh, by ourselves. So that's the answer. I don't know how you want to look at it. I will say this. Anytime you can sell ahead of your expenses, you do it. One of the biggest reasons so many people go out of business, and many of you who watch the show will go out of business, is you do not know how to manage cash flow. You think in terms of you know, accrual versus cash basis if we want to go hardcore you know, CPA style here. Oh, we're going to make 80K so I can have 70K in expenses, but if you don't get paid properly or if there's a hiccup or you know, no buffers, no practical knowledge of that uh, of that vulnerability and then a bunch of you who are tech driven, you raise too much money, you don't keep your burn in check, you assume you're gonna raise more money, it doesn't go as easy or as well as you think because once you actually become a company, people are looking at what you're doing versus what you promise you're gonna do and those are the vulnerabilities of how you go out of business. Gabby asks, do you have any bucket list items that you want to complete before 40? 
Yeah, I mean, this is a good question, uh, one that I was excited to answer, mainly because the truth is I only have one bucket list item in my life professionally, and that is, uh, that is to uh, buy the New York Jets. And thus, I don't have any bucket list items professionally. Personally, I don't want to climb any goddamn mountains or jump out of anything. I'm not that dude, so I don't care about that. The bucket list item you know, on my personal life is quite basic as well, which is I just want to love my family and I'm executing on that and accomplishing that. And so the answer is no, not before 40 or 50 or 60 or 70 or 80 or 90. Um, and the truth is, and this may actually lead to why I'm so happy, the two bucket list items in my life is to love and cherish and, and make my family proud and to live the process of buying the New York Jets more than buying the New York Jets. And I've actually accomplished both, which puts me in a good mood. Gary, is the high-end wine business just a complete hoax? <laughs> Has anyone actually ever tasted the oak? What does oak taste like? That's a great question, Steph. Uh, is it a hoax? It's as much of a hoax as the art world is. Uh, it's as much of a hoax as a high-end restaurant that charges you know, $10,000 a head for a once-in-a-lifetime meal. It is the classic example of supply and demand, my dear. And coming from a you know, business-oriented TV show and living in the world that you're in, is, is a stock price a hoax? Uh, the answer is yes and no. To me, it's not a hoax because I live a very basic life of supply and demand. I think what I get paid to speak on stage is a hoax, and I did for a while until I realized, well, not really, because I'm compensated for what I do for that event. And so, you know, does an actor who gets paid $8 million for a movie but never gets brought up like an athlete for being overpaid, is that a hoax? Yes. And no, when you start understanding that actor brings people into the theater or makes people watch and then they sell advertising against it. It's all an arbitrage. And so the wine world, uh, do people, back to the basic question, can you taste differences in wine? Absolutely. I live it. I mean, I can taste the difference between an $80 wine and a $10 wine pretty consistently. Can I taste the difference between a $1,000 wine and a $500 wine or a $1,000 wine and a $100 wines? A lot of times, no. The beauty of wine is everybody's got their own palate, back to art or music. Right? Is it a hoax that an EDM DJ gets a ton of people into a place in Sweden? For me, it, well actually I've gotten more into EDM, but like theoretically it is. Uh, but you know, and that's it. It's brand, it's supply and demand, it's how the game works. And so the answer is, I don't think it's a hoax. Do, but if you're watching this show right now and you don't appreciate the game, so here's a good piece of advice. Let's get into real good advice. Don't drink good wine. Let me say that one more time. Don't put yourself in a position to understand why it's not a hoax. Don't sit first class because then you realize it's not a hoax because you like it better than the middle seating coach. Don't get front row seats to a ball game then you understand that it's not a hoax compared to sitting in the upper deck. It's context, baby. And so the bottom line, that made me happy. Uh, (laughs) The bottom line is it's all perspective, it's all supply and demand, but that's what it comes down to. You start understanding why these things fetch the dollar amounts they fetch when you actually taste it versus theoretically complain about it. Cedric asks, how do you not procrastinate that well? Cedric, it's unbelievable how well Cedric the Entertainer 
branded himself because I literally was about to call Cedric here the entertainer. Cedric, I'm calling you the entertainer. Uh, as a matter of fact, I want to make a uh, little piece of content for Cedric and uh, let, I'll tweet it out. Cedric, you won. I need a little Cedric is the entertainer. Take his Twitter profile. We're going to make him. This is a new thing we can do on the Ask Gary V show. We can make things for fans one off t shirts, pieces of content. I'm seeing something here. This is going to make a lot more people ask a lot more questions. Uh, Cedric, here's a curveball. I actually think I'm an obnoxious procrastinator uh, while equally not being. Meaning, I stay in constant audit mode. Can I get a constant audit mode alert here? Uh, by the way, I have to watch yesterday's episode to see what you did with the alerts. Yesterday I had a lot of editing. I gotta watch it outright. I don't watch my stuff, by the way. It's a little fun fact for all of you. Um, sorry, DRock. Don't see, get to see Stefan. Get to see the great work. Uh, there's a ton of stuff that I procrastinate, and I, I think I'm a procrastinator. But I, what I think I also am is always leveling up whatever's most important and prioritizing it in real time. Team can tell you here, I, I bet you Steve's favorite inside joke is the mayo. Can somebody get me the mayo? Little Lou, get me the mayo. Watch this. Uh, this will answer your question perfectly, Vayner Nation, uh, because the truth is um, I do procrastinate but I'm adjusting to the reality of my life at the moment I'm living it. So if something is super important yesterday, I can literally decide that it's less important in an hour predicated on what comes into my inbox or the meeting that I'm about to have right after this. And so the reason I think it feels like I'm not and so much is getting accomplished is my pants are on fire for the thing that I deem most important at this exact moment. And that is how it works over and over. Where's the mail? And over, I'm trying to stall here. And over and over and over again. Let's go to the next question. We'll get back to the mail. Oh, here he is. Oh, here he comes. Don't, don't go, D-Rock. Leave all that. Don't edit that. I'll be pissed. Matt, tell the Vayner Nation how... What's up, world? <laughs> uh, tell the Vayner Nation how often I'll send an email that will say, now this is top priority versus the next day, this is top priority. And then you get crippled by the notion <laughs> of, hold on, if, like literally when I'm like, no, no, this is the number one priority no, in my life. tippy top priority is the way is what Tippy top? Tippy top tippy priority. Top. Uh, yeah, probably every time you're on a flight, there's probably about 15 emails that come out. That's and then you struggle with like, what's tippy top versus number one? Yeah, unless you say tippy top priority. Is that the new context? <laughs> that, that, that's what you've been using for the month. All right. So maybe so, it'll change in the new year. Thanks, man. And that's what happens, right, Matt? My admin, you know, he has to struggle through what is tippy top priority of the moment because it might change tomorrow. So, as long as you're executing something every day as a tippy top in priority item, then you're you're moving the needle. And sure, something might have moved from second most important to fourth most important to ninth most important. Alex, you're dealing with this right now. A lot of things that you would have dealt with, like biz dev, was like the most important. You can't get a minute from me because something has caused it to become the eighth most important thing versus the number one important thing. And then like it just there's a lot of serendipity. Steve's been waiting for this top six things at Wine Library for four days. I found a minute. I decided it was tippy top priority that minute and it just works that way at all times. Crescian asks, how exactly did your mother instill that self-confidence in you? And finally, Crescian, thank you so much for asking this question because I always love to brag about my mama. Uh, She, she, instilled so much self-confidence in me because of a couple things. One, I probably had some level of it in my own DNA, but she brainwashed me. 
my mom made me think that the things that I were doing that many parents on the negative side put down their kids for, what the far majority of parents would consider mundane, like getting a good haircut, or like running quickly to pick up the ball, and like it, it was so athletic, stuff that none of you would ever think is the kind of thing that you would compliment your child for, the kind of things I compliment Misha for, which is the greatest twirl I've ever seen ever, is what she did for me. And you know what? You start believing it. I can tell you this, and I'm positive of this. I know that the peeps in this room think more highly of themselves today than before they started jamming with me. The reason this company is so special, one of the funniest things that happens in this company is when somebody comes in new, that's senior, and they are completely flabbergasted, and flabbergasted by the confidence of the youngsters in this room. And I bet you, as they're all thinking about it right now, and obviously Stefan and India are here a little bit less, and DRock a little bit in the middle, and Alex a little less, and Steve a lot more, I know that that's what I do. Maybe not to the extreme level that my mom did for me. Obviously, it was very focused one child. We have many children in the house. But I would even say that many of you have started to feel that way because the truth is, my friends, positive energy is a good thing. I don't know what else to tell you. And when it comes from a pure place, it's double good. And so she just, uh, she just focused on it. It's in her in the way that it's in me. We're similar. And, um, and she just kept pounding me and making me feel like the ordinary was something that was extraordinary until I finally believed it so much that that's what I feel about myself all the time. And if you don't have good empathy and self-awareness, it can go into a very dangerous place. But if you know how to balance it, and my mom balanced it by punching me in my mouth with her raw hand. I'm not kidding, when I would do something wrong. So she's got a little old school Eastern European in her. Uh, and, uh, and, that's, uh, and that's how she did it, with an enormous balance of um, just good stuff, man. Really good parenting. Really, really, really good parenting. That's it. All right, question of the day. That made me feel good. It's a good, that was good people are going to comment about that nice little emotional minute. Uh, question of the day. Would you physically punch your child? I think this is an interesting topic. I know this is gonna get very political in the comments, but I'm willing to go there. Uh, I find it interesting that <laughs> my mom punched me into my mouth a couple of times, and I still think she's the best of all time. And it never came from an abusive standpoint, it was just a, <laughs> Steve's scared about where this is going. And listen, I'm the most, as you guys know, I don't talk about religion or politics often. I know this is unchartered territory for me. I think it's an interesting question. And, and what I asked the Vayner Nation is to be respectful when somebody has a different point of view. And I'm not confused about what happened with Adrian Peterson and all that stuff, but it's interesting, right? And, and maybe I'll ask it in a different way, because I'm gonna ask it in a different way. Do you believe that America, and I know there's a lot of international love, and so Europe, I think you already went there, so you can jump in, or Asia, I don't think you're close to being there, so you can jump in. Do you think that wherever you're from, and so first state where you're from, do you think the culture has gotten soft? Right? One would say, my grandparents, if they were American and, and alive and like grew up in that, you know, that was commonplace. What Adrian Peterson did is what he grew up with, and we're getting into a very politically correct world. And so maybe hitting children is a little extreme, and I respect that, and I, as you can see, I'm already backpedaling, and I want to be out of that in the comments because I want to keep it cordial. But let's take it in a different place. Have we gotten soft? 
are giving away seventh place trophies. Is that good or bad? That can get political. I know a lot of people have passion points of view on both ends. Do you believe we've gotten soft or do you believe that we are evolving correctly? Should be interesting. You keep asking questions, I'll keep answering them.